You don't want any part of this. It's harmless phosphorescence. Everyone, this is Boozy Manchild Throw Smiley. Who's joining me this week? I'm Josh Cece. I'm very strong and I'm sticky. I'm Brian Lesh, and I think this is going to be really culturally enriching for us, guys. Oh, I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> and this is our uh, that was that was that was one of them. Oh, oh. I was born to say this word. Bo. <laughs> oh, Bo knows. Uh, this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producer Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You can be a patron, too. Head on over to patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. We got a lot of bonus content there. We got Star Wars shows, holiday shows, music shows. Um, we've got uh, weekly shows coming out for you. And uh, the monthly movie, uh, July's monthly movie, uh, was uh, our most recent one. We What did, what did we do in July? Logan's, Logan's Run. Run. How did I forget that? That was like three weeks ago. Logan's Run. Um, in August, we're going to be doing Cabin Boy, which is uh, our uh, a courtesy of uh, executive producer Michael Beckwith. Cabin Boy coming up in August. That'll be out for you in a couple weeks here. Um, this week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we're watching Spider-Man Far From Home. Everywhere I go, I see his face. I just really miss him. Yeah, I miss him too. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. You gonna be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. What? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work. Because I am going on vacation. Heads up. Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Answer Fury. Answer the phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. We could have used someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. The snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do, and you're coming with us. someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off-world. Captain Marvel. Unavailable. But I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Bitch, please, you've been to space. What do you want, Peter? I want to go back on my trip with the girl who I really like and tell her how I feel. MJ, I am Spider-Man. No, of course I'm not. I mean, it's kind of obvious. You're right, you may not be ready, but this is my responsibility. Saving the world requires sacrifice. Sometimes people die. Oh my god. I just always feel like I'm putting my friends in danger. The world needs the next Iron Man. 
Are you going to step up or not? I work with Spider-Man. You work for Spider-Man? I work with Spider-Man, not for Spider-Man. New plan. Spider-Man. Far, far from home. Um, released on July 2nd, 2019, with a running time of 129 minutes, cost $160 million, and made $1.132 billion. um andrea mentioned it was the um current marvel movie out in theaters when we began this uh this little it was adventure of ours it was the last it was the last movie on our list released before we started doing this podcast it was in theaters at the time yeah um which yeah which means every every movie after this wasn't on our list when we started (laughs) <laughs> wow. And the the mention of Endgame, this we started right after Endgame, which is crazy. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, and it's been almost exactly three years since we've oh been my doing God. this. What if COVID was uh, <laughs> an after effect of the blip? <gasps> the blip. I still can't get over that they chose the blip as the name for the thing instead of the Honestly, snap. I, lo- I love that choice. It works, yeah. but it, it is di- funny. It diminishes it. It shows coping with through humor kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's the kind of thing where it's like um, what like everyone what everyone assumes the name of something is going to be doesn't end up being what they refer to it as like like every like at the beginning everyone was talking about coronavirus and then within like 2 months it's just covid <laughs> covid yeah um so uh spider-man far from home did make quite a bit of money which means it's time for us to ta- do the box office top 10 game this is the game where i will describe the top 10 movies of the week of July 2nd, 2019, uh, using only the box office mojo descriptions, except where I don't. And the guys here are going to try to guess the movie. Um, This is actually the week of 28th through the 4th, because they released it on a Tuesday instead of a Friday, like every other movie that's ever been made. Um, They did that because it was a long weekend coming up that started at the the July 4th weekend started prior to the weekend because July 4th was like on a Thursday or something. Um, and also because then they got to run the headline Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home, number one Tuesday release of all time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why more movies don't do that. I remember thinking that after they did that. Like, you know, if I had like a middling hit that I knew was going to do well, but wasn't going to be the biggest movie ever. I'd open it on a Monday. Yeah. Monday afternoon, you know. Biggest Monday release ever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, this is what's interesting is that because of that, it wasn't the top movie of the week. It's release week because the other movies, um, there was a movie that that was just as almost as big that came out the week prior that was uh, um, got uh, two extra days in the week. So uh, we'll get to that as we do the box office top 10. You guys ready to play? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Indeed. All right. Here we go at number 10 this week. A musical fantasy about a fantastical human story. <laughs> I'd leave it at that. <laughs> Sorry, one more time. <laughs> a music... This is word for word. I'm just leaving off the end of the sentence. That spoils it. A musical fantasy about a fantastical human story. <laughs> it's not Coco. Uh, this, oh God. Did they, did they re-release Hedwig and the Angry Inch? No, no, no. But, <laughs> um, Cats? No, no, God, no. No, that's not out for another like six months. Um, oh, a human story. Um, this is all right. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll give you guys a huge hint. It's a biopic. Oh, is this the Elton John one? Yep. Which was called Garfield. Um, <laughs> the Elton John Garfield, the Elton long, John long story. Time. Uh, Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Yes. Taron Egerton as Elton John and Rocket God, Man. God, I hope he becomes Wolverine. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Elton John? Elton, yeah. Elton John as Wolverine. Little did you know, he could sing and play piano, too. We knew he could dance. He just, like, shows up in his Donald Duck like, costume. He's like, 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 do you remember when mutants were young? <laughs> Me and Professor <laughs> X had so much fun. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Fingers crossed. All right. Um, at number nine, I'm just leaving off the ends of sentences on these today. This is great. <laughs> number nine, a mother gives her 13-year-old son a toy doll for his birthday. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Chucky one, right? Yeah. Oh. Just they did Chucky. That. Uh, I forget what it's Child's, Child's, play. Child's Play Mark Hamill it's, it's, version. Yeah, it's just Child's Play. It was a reboot. Okay. Forgot Mark Hamill was the voice of Chucky. Wow. It, in the, in the reboot. still alive. Yeah. I wonder if he just didn't want to do it. He is still. I think on the reboot, they just wanted to be able to say Mark Hamill as. <laughs> Skywalker <laughs> is. Charles. <laughs> I mean, Chucky. Uh, um, at number eight. Uh, okay. Um, at number eight. A group. Are you gonna leave off the front of the sentence this time? <laughs> the middle. I've. <laughs> okay. After the devastating events, the universe is in ruins. Infinity War or in. Endgame. Endgame. Right. Yeah. Endgame. Um, yeah. Still, uh, what? That's been out 10 weeks at this point, and it's still still hanging on there. That's like actually like old school movie kind of hanging in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at number seven. Oof. Okay. Um, uh, Thor and Valkyrie. <laughs> And a pug. Oh, Men in Black. Just Men in Black. Is it the reboot? It is. It's Men in Black International. Oh, International. I never saw this. Was this any good? I can't remember if I saw it. I, I, <laughs> Which is ironic because they have that memory. Yeah. Uh, uh, the racing device. I, I didn't see it. I heard it was not good. 
but I don't know. We might do it someday. Men in Black is a series that is on our series list as a possibility. I'm into it. Yeah, first one's. Yeah, first one's great. Um, at number six, the continuing story of Max and his friends. This is animated. It does not star Louis C.K. Oh, the Secret Life of Pets, Super Pets. No, you you got it. Two Secret Life of Pets two. The first one was Louis C.K. and then he, you know, all of that, and they recast him. Interesting. I didn't even see the first one. I didn't know that was a Louis C.K. thing. I saw the first one um, because Jude was that age at the time it was not great it, yeah. it was not great it's a dreamworks animated movie yeah it's, one out of three are okay yeah exactly Ugh. okay um at number five a kind-hearted street urchin <laughs> vi aladdin yep with the uncanny valley will smith yeah genie. with Yes. Which I have avoided watching. Will Smurf. (laughs) Will Smurf. Yeah. At at number three. Oh, God. Um, While babysitting the daughter of a couple, a teenager and her friends play with a doll. Annabelle? Child's play. (laughs) No. (laughs) Brian's got it. Which Annabelle? Child's Play 2. Yeah. Child's Play 2. We're going out. They released them night. simultaneously. <laughs> this, so, oh. this one is called oh, sh- This one is called Annabelle Comes Home, which is like, was she with Benji? Like, <laughs> There's so many Annabelle. So weird. Annabelle Comes Home sounds like it's like an American doll movie or something. Right. Like, Annabelle Creation. I don't know. Who's afraid of a doll? (laughs) Uh, At number two this week. Yeah, yeah. hey, there were two scary doll movies this week. What the hell? Yeah. Um, At number... With the zeitgeist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Give them what they want. Kids love scary dolls. Let's have some more of them. At number two this week. Look, kids. Big Ben. Parliament. (laughs) Far from home. Yeah. Opening at number two. Um, and what it opened at. Oh, boy. Um, it's another movie about dolls. No. Yep. It, Transformers? No. G.I. Yeah, Joe's. It's, an, it's, another, it's another movie which features dolls as main characters. Toy Story 4. Yes. You got it. Holy shit. Wow! Yeah, nice. Which I I enjoyed immensely. I was oh, surprised yeah. at how yeah, it was how good. much I enjoyed. Yeah, that. yeah. Toy Story. I yeah, absolutely. Uh, it had mixed reviews, as far as I was aware. It did. It, it it was all like, yeah, it's not as good as the other three. It didn't make me weep like the third one. The second one was middling. You know, the I, I think the second one's a little underrated, but it's not as good as the first. But um, Toy Story three, yeah, like I was a baby in the theater. Yeah, seriously, the last 15 minutes just turning the screws slowly. Yeah, I was like, why do the kids have to grow up? Um, 
<laughs> that is our box office top 10 for the week, which brings us to the comic and character background, Mr. Weber. Professor Weber, tell us the things we need to know. Um, You don't need to call me Professor. I don't have my comic book doctorate. I, okay, so, <laughs> yet. Not with that attitude. Yeah. Yet. Well, yet. I mean, you're Professor like a, like a Professor Peabody. <laughs> it's honorary. Like, yeah. Island. <laughs> yeah, um, that is a, title. That, so, uh, Al, are you hey. aware you have a theme song? I know you, <laughs> you guys haven't listened to the show live in a while. I have a theme song? Yeah, you have a theme song. Shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. it's playing right now. <laughs> Wow, on cool. the main feed. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna have to listen now. Dang. Um, uh, I, I think we only had one new character this week, and that would be Mysterio, aka Quentin Beck. Created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, first appeared in The Amazing Spider Man number 13, June of 1964. So everybody drink early for Stan and Steve. <laughs> uh, Mysterio has primarily been depicted as an enemy of Spider-Man and Daredevil and was a founding member of the Sinister Six. I wonder how he uses his tricks against Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Seems to be very visual. Yeah. In the comics. Yeah. Um, that's that's a good that's a good question. Lots of sounds. Yeah. Um, I, from what I was reading, he, uh, he spent a lot of time attacking Daredevil's friends as well. That's fair. Um, <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Mysterio does not possess any superhuman abilities. Rather, he is a special effects expert, illusionist, and actor. But his attempts at acting were not well received, so he decided to use his FX talents to make money in the crime business. The crime business. <laughs> yeah. And business is booming. I, I love it's a business. I, I am the, the CEO of crime. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're the, the CFO. Damn That's it. Fair. That's fair. Who's, That's fair. Who's the CEO. We're going to control the coffee futures. A, Who's a the regional manager chemist. of crime? <laughs> a proficient chemist, Mysterio created a gas that could block Spidey's spider sense and a chemical abrasive that dissolved Spidey's webbing. Huh. He should have just sold that to other criminals. Yeah, he would have made so much, and, so much more money. Yeah. And he would have won, probably. <laughs> Let's see. Also skilled in robotics, at one time confronted Spider-Man with robot duplicates of the X-Men. <laughs> like, look at these move. robots, Spider-Man. I think that was one of his uh, sinister, sinister Six uh, ploys. Brought out the robot X-Men. Uh, Mysterio is particularly known for framing heroes for crimes and/or trying to drive them insane. It's a living. And that's kind of all I got. All right. Mysterio. <laughs> is he mis- still a mystery? Still a mystery. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I got to give them credit for the marketing for this. I was really surprised that they showed Mysterio in the trailer. 
but they almost had me because I was like, damn, they cast Jake Gyllenhaal and he seems like he's a hero. This is weird. How are they going to make him a bad guy? Yeah. And it, yeah. No. I, I remember uh, a lot of rumors going around that he was like an alternate universe Peter Parker. Mm. Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, before the movie came out. Well, yeah, because Jake Gyllenhaal was supposed to be cat was Toby Maguire's backup for Spider-Man 2 when Toby Maguire hurt his back. They they did a screen test, they all but cast him. Well, you're muted, Josh. I just I'm I'm unwilling to uh believe that he is Mysterio because there's only one Mysterio, and it's Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh um so all right. Um, that brings us to the production of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. It was, again, directed by John Watts, written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, who we've spoken about previously on Spider-Man Homecoming, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, our cast, again, <laughs> as nobody's new, except for Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal. As Quentin Beck Mysterio, as we said, he was briefly considered to play Spider-Man in Spider Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Um, I I think that Jake was born in the comics with the alliteration. Jake Gyllenhaal. Ah, yes. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he was totally... He was born a comic book character. Yeah, he was. Um, we haven't had him... Is this our first... This is our first one with him, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he got his start, his big break, of course, we all remember him for bubble boy. Um, Um, I remember at the time, I can't remember if it was on SNL or if he joked about an interview, but yeah, when Spider-Man came out, he was promoting Prince of Persia Mm. and he he and Toby are best friends. And so, yeah, there was, there was sort of good natured ribbing about which movie would stand the test of time? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which one would stand the test of the first week? Right. Exactly. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal's um, first credit is City Slickers. He was uh, one of Billy Crystal's kids. <gasps> He's the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That's his very first film credit. Um, he was also in Josh and Sam. I remember that movie. Huh. Wow. But we all caught notice. Donnie yeah. Darko. That's where oh, I was going to say Brokeback Mountain. Oh yeah, no, Donnie, that was after Donnie. That was after. Yeah, it was yeah, a few years after. Donnie Darko is where I first became aware of him. I just rewatched that. Rewatched that recently with Jude. Um, it's still a good movie. That dude, yeah. that Richard Kelly's career post Donnie Darko is insane. It is. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, and after Donnie Darko kind of put him on the map. Um, then. Oh, what? Day After Tomorrow was kind of his first big leading man, big action hero role. <laughs> I remember that movie. I remember going to the movie theater to watch it, thinking it would be good. Yeah. Oh, God. It was so And nice. it was okay. Yeah. It was fine. It was, it was Yeah, it was like a Roland Emmerich movie, though. Yeah. Then 2005 yeah. seems to be the year he went serious. Check out his 2005 Brokeback Mountain, Jarhead, Zodiac, and Proof. Wow. That's a year. Those were in one year. Yeah, that is a hell of a year. I had a bunch of friends in uh, Jarhead. Hmm. They filmed a lot of that in New York. Oh, yeah, I bet. Oh, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Buddies of mine that spent time with him because they were all hanging out uh, and said that, yeah, he's a a cool dude to spend time with. 
playing a lot he of seems pins down to earth beer. Yeah. So does yeah, his sister. Hung out with the extras, which is pretty sweet. Which makes sense if you're playing a Marine, you know. Yeah. You got to hang out with people. Uh, yeah, I hear he's notoriously nice. <laughs> Notorious. Um, so, yeah, it's Jake Gyllenhaal. We all know who he is. We don't need to go much more into that. Um, but uh, he's really our only big uh, uh, addition to this this uh, movie. So there's not a whole lot of production to go into. There's not much behind the movie Homecoming, and it's an MCU movie. So they're like, yeah, make another one. Um, yeah. Well, and just this is the first thing after Endgame, right? This is the first yes. Marvel yes. property that dropped. Yeah. Um, Ten weeks after Endgame. Um, to be exact, and it's also, uh, it, they say it was the final film of Phase Three, but it really feels transitional into Phase Four. Like it, I, I'm, I mean, Endgame is the end. Yeah, like Kevin yeah. Feige can say that all he wants. It's really the first Phase Four movie in all. Yeah, it o- opens a new chapter. Mm-hmm. They talk about the multiverse. Sp- it's post snap. Like, come on, guys. Well, I love I love it too. The head fake on the multiverse thing is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, then I I will wait till we get to that because yeah, of course I have questions. Yeah. But is that um, I think it's the first character to say that word in the MCU. Yeah. To actually call it that. Yeah. To say because even even Beck calls them realities. And then Peter's processing that, and he's like, so there's a multiverse? Yeah, Peter is gets to be the first one to say multiverse. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, chronologically, in the, the MCU timeline, we all know that No Way Home literally is that day. Starts that day. So he mentions the multiverse, and then he opens all that up. Yeah. Kind of cool. I didn't even put that together, Josh. That I completely forgot that aspect of No Way Home. It is the... The same, the day. same day as the, as the same day. The They're on that yeah. sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. No, was this was this movie uh, before or after Spider Verse? It was after, after Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Spider Verse, you know, but um, that's not MCU canon though. No, it's not. But, but to introduce the concept of the multiverse, did someone yeah. call it that? I think so. I think uh, Octavia Octopus or whatever her name was. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, I think it was Peter, first person to ever say it. So yeah. Good for him. Absolutely. Um, I really appreciate how much this film um, is sticks to its themes and weaves its themes within it, with the multiverse, with the um, idea of illusion and people like not being what they say they are or seeming what they are um in the at, matrix yeah, element yeah it. at every not the movie but the simulation yeah 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 at at every level um everyone is hiding from peter hiding who he is mysterio hiding who he is um nick fury hiding who he really is um yeah there's that too yeah there's just like the 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 idea of hiding your true identity is just woven through every character, um, every major character in this, and it's it's really really well written movie. And well, except and for it, P- P- Peter tries to literally avoid his identity, he tries to leave his costume. Yes, yeah, 
And he's well, like, he's the only one that's like, I don't want two identities right now. Every reveal of those characters' identities too is in this movie. It happens yeah. in the movie. It's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very cool. Um, I do have um we uh strayed away from our review section a bit, um, because uh Did we get a Nolan burger on this one? There's no Nolan burger. So I decided to start checking out letterboxed reviews rather than Rotten Tomatoes reviews since Rotten Tomatoes reviews um are are rough to go through. So um I got a few here. I checked out the lowest ratings only for No Way Home. Um at half a star, user Gammy says, Don't even get me started. I love when idiots start that way. Like, that's that's the okay. whole review. That's the whole review. Don't even get me started. Period. End of review. Holy shit. Oh. That's some like Bob Dylan spinal tap. You know, like Grail Marcus's what is this shit review of self-portrait. Right. Uh, uh, user Rolling Stone ran that. User, user Sovereign writes, not Ant-Man or Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> that's no, the whole review it's not it's spider-man <laughs> yeah it's like you are correct well, when, you, when you're right you're right uh and user cammy 99 writes nah this movie is so much worse than fucking fanboys say it is yes i'm calling you out user 24 frames of frick <laughs> for <laughs> It's not like He's you don't have it's not like you don't have half the world already agreeing with you, you know. Uh, I love when you can't even glean where the anger's coming from. Right. He's just mad at 24 <laughs> frames of flick. <laughs> A frick. No, I'm sorry, 24 <laughs> frames of Nick. I'm Oh, I was like, <laughs> Robert Frick. Uh, so that is our reviews. That brings us to the movie itself, guys. Our- what, what was what? Do you have what ranking it was on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, yeah. The so percent. the percent. Um, yes. So I, I'm looking at uh, IMDb, and they give it a 7.4 out of 10. Yeah, um, which seems low to me, but that same. is it. It's got ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's. I love all three of these. I'll just go ahead and say it. Yeah, I think I think they really nailed the Spider-Man movies. That they they don't feel like Spider-Man movies that came before it. They feel like comic books. They read like a Spider-Man comic book would. They absolutely do, but and also the you know just so many things taken for granted so we can just move along yeah just appreciate that well and they feel like spider-man adventures not like they're yes like like sequential yeah like no they are sequential but they don't necessarily seem like sequels to each other right well and unlike the first two spider-man trilogies like they don't like i love the raimi trilogy but sometimes it feels like very like like this is spider-man it's very important yeah. Right. I feel like he got the notes that everyone had been getting since like the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think they told Raimi the same beats that they demanded Spider-Man hit. Whereas it got to this point and Feige's like, tell some Spidey stories. He, he yeah. got bitten by a spider. Even your grandma knows that. Yeah. Let's just go on. Let's just have some. He's, he's one of the most recognizable 
fictional characters of all right. time. Abs- yeah. Let's see him do shit. <laughs> yeah. So um, August 1st, uh, this last Monday, was uh, Spider-Man Day. It's, oh! It's, it's, he has it's a day? A, it's an official holiday. Sure. Uh, I think there's another one. <laughs> he might have It's two. like pizza day. If you, if you, <laughs> if you look at official congressional holidays, there's like seven pizza days. Um, it was my... I'm uh, grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking country. It was my first day officially back to work at the school and I wore my uh, tie-dye Spider-Man shirt and nice. and Coach Q said, yeah, I, I totally picture, picture you as uh, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I was like, what? And then I thought about it. I was like, okay, I guess of the three, me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're more Andrew yeah. Garfield okay. than, uh, <laughs> All than right. Toby or Tom. Re- resemblance was, yeah. Yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was my recent Spider-Man experience outside of the podcast. I know, as much as we love the Raimis, it's a higher compliment than being called a Tobey Maguire. Yeah, no, yeah. Who wants to be oh, a Tobey yeah. Maguire? Like the dead-eyed, surprised Tobey. <laughs> I just think of the kid in the back seat of the uh, Fear and Loathing. Yeah, car. A- yes. official member of the Pussy Posse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, I bet he crushes it. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? It's like 1996, and like you're in a club in LA, and um, Toby Maguire and Leonardo DiCaprio roll up, and they're like, "Hey, baby, we're the Pussy Posse." <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I, yeah, like, one no, of them, I believe. Stop! Oh. Don't do that. What's even better <laughs> is imagining having gotten laid for being in the Cider House rules. <laughs> Imagine catching bodies for that. Michael Caine's like, oh, oh no. I don't have to imagine. <laughs> have you, you had sex with Toby Maguire? What, what one saying? night in Toby. <laughs> All right. So, guys, that brings us to the film itself. You ready to jump into this thing? Bo. Oh, here we go. This is (laughs) Spider-Man Far From Home. We open in Mexico. Nick Fury and Maria Hill are there investigating some unnatural weather phenomena. They encounter a superhero who fights a rock monster. (laughs) Rock monster. (laughs) Uh, then we cut to the Marvel logo and we get a Midtown High video tribute to the Fallen Avengers. It ex- I love these. These are oh, some yeah. of my favorite things that they do in yeah. the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. These- well, and it starts off so dramatic. You think it's going to be this really cheesy, serious thing. With what you ch- Yes. I will yeah. always love you. And so slow and. But then it is perfect. It looks exactly like a high school PowerPoint exactly. like that you you made the night before kind of thing. Well, it's got the they just I love it. the comic sands and they didn't remove the watermarks yeah. from the picture. Yeah, the Getty yeah. images thing. Yeah. The the faces of the people that we lost. <laughs> they show Tony twice because there aren't that many. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they showed Natasha too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. They had Black Vision. Uh, they had Vision, Black Widow, Vision. Tony, and Cap. 
Oh, that's right. So and they Cap, all assume Cap is lost dead. Lost time, yeah, or on the moon or wherever. Yeah, I th- I wonder. I'm wondering if they if the world thinks Cap is dead, like the general public. They probably uh, went with that. I think yes, in the respect that they 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 know he died of old age, right? No, because I that's mean, is him the end of his story? But but does the general public know about that? Was I think they kept that quiet? Yeah, is that yeah. just something the those Avengers know? Like I don't know if the general public knows that happened. Like I think maybe the, like the official story is that he died returning the stones or something. Yeah, he made the ultimate sacrifice because without that. It would have destroyed other realities. They probably kept. That's like telling people that aliens exist, though. Yeah, that's that. Oh, which that was know. that was my feeling is that only the Avengers know he lived out his old life, and the general public thinks he died in in heroics. Returning them, yeah, because yeah, I mean, realistically, Bucky, New Cap, and Hulk are the only ones that know. Yeah, right. They were the only witnesses Sam. to that. Yeah. What? Okay, so he. So he had like a an alias. Yeah, I imagine last however much of his life that he was just living out with Peggy. Yeah, I yeah. mean when he lived out his life it was Bo Jiden. Yeah, oh, I thought, <laughs> he he. Or, I thought he he was just allowed to be Steven. No, I, Steve. I I think he probably just kept it quiet and like didn't disrupt history or make himself known. Steve Rogers is such a vanilla name that it, you know just like. Oh, no, no, I'm not that Steve Rogers. Yeah. Sure. Of course. Right. Yeah, he's not like Audie Murphy or something. Yeah, he I guess it's... Grows a mustache. I guess it's just odd that nobody nobody ever mentioned what the world thought happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that, right. I think we get a I think we get a Caps on the Moon thing, don't, don't we, at some point? I don't remember. I have never heard that. Hmm. But that doesn't mean anything. I just haven't heard. Yeah. I thought that was a thing that we got mentioned casually in like a Disney Plus thing or something. Maybe. I, I feel like I remember that. Um, Why was he on the moon? Where did he? That was the conspiracy uh, theory. The, was that yeah, Cap lived on Was the that moon. in Falcon and the Winter Soldier or something maybe? Oh, I think that's where it was. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the people in Europe or something says it to somebody. Does the casually. conspiracy say why he might be No, there? no. They, <laughs> conspiracy theories don't Do they ever say dead. why? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Uh, Why are the frogs gay? I mean. <laughs> fluoride, man. <laughs> See, we've never decided. Okay. All right. Okay. He's on the moon. <laughs> well, I mean, that was like. like that's dead the, up there. Just laying dead. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's the in-universe conspiracy theory that yeah. no one believes except for the conspiracists. I um, totally missed that line. That's also I part of the. Don't know how theme. that connects just to connects to anything. There was a game that came out in 2021, and that was actually where Cap was was on the moon. Spoiler alert! And you have to like oh, go well. rescue him, which I think I was them trying to do some syner- synergy or whatever between their multiple properties. Um. So all right. So after uh, after the uh, the video or during the video, we learned that. All the students that got snapped, which included MJ and Ned, had to restart their school year five years later. Um, the horrific marching band reappearing <laughs> on the basketball court is the best blip thing mm. ever. Well, it's the funniest. The best one is in WandaVision Ooh, when, uh, oh. in the hospital. Yeah, that one's awesome. That, imagine that. Like That must have been insane. Yeah. Like yeah. All of a sudden, half of the hospital population... Well, that has really? the emotional impact 
of it being terrifying and confusing. I just love right. the band making the band noises as they reenter as they return. Right? Yeah. The kids in the middle mid, of a game. Mid note, you know, <laughs> on the sousaphone, dropping cymbals and stuff. Ah, oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah. So, uh, now the school's going to go on a summer trip to Europe. Peter is planning on telling MJ that he likes her when they're in Paris, but Ned wants them to be independent bachelors. This is such a real thing that kids do. Oh, God, yeah. Turning it into a thing, and I've got to do these things in order for it to go right. I love that, that they they show Spider-Man is still just a kid. He's wrapped up in his romance that doesn't exist. Oh, I was going to say, and a romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all he's sixteen years old. Yeah all, yeah, all three of these Spidey movies hit the teenager thing really well. They're really good yeah. at it. You idealize that that love. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he did he did it well. So uh, we cut to Aunt May. She's having a charity event starring Spidey backstage. Happy shows up, tells Peter that Nick Fury wants to get a hold of him. Uh, Nick calls, but Peter doesn't answer the call. Instead, he goes out, talks to the press a little bit, but in the face of so many questions about taking on Tony Stark's legacy, Peter freaks out, swings away to sit on a roof and look at graffitos of Iron Man longingly. It was a small thing, but I really appreciated the fact that there was like a a a girl child there with a paper plate on her face. Yeah. Uh, painted with the, the Spider-Man mask. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> it was just endearing. Well, then the, they're rock the per, stars. The perfect round uh, trademark mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man face. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was great. Well, yeah. And like, yeah, I love the the fact that they acknowledge these people would be celebrities um, mm-hmm. and that um, uh, <laughs> there definitely is going to be some really cheesy charity events for <laughs> the, the people and this I, is, I this love was that just May a, exploits his fame. Yes. Yeah. And this was just a neighborhood function. Mm-hmm. Um even when they're at they're asking him questions about Tony Stark and blah blah blah. It's like, do you have any questions about the neighborhood? Because mm-hmm. it's just a neighborhood thing. Yeah. yeah. My aunt helps out the neighborhood. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um no, nope, he tries but, in each movie to maintain that. But nobody made the connection between Aunt May and Spider-Man. So yeah, they're how'd you get Spider-Man? They're right. both so fast and loose with the secret identity. It's oh, great. God, yeah. Of course his identity comes out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that plays into a lot, especially yeah. in um um No Way Home. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. 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 Uh because you know, that's a teenager. They're thinking of a million oh, yeah. things at once. They do that a lot in this movie where Peter just cannot multitask. You know, no. like he's talking to Edith, but he's also talking to the dumb chick on the bus. It's like, ignore her, Peter. Answer Edith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's trying to do that the teenager like drone. Yeah. I can do all these things at once. I can I can totally follow. Two yeah. Trains I, yeah. At he's once. he's staring in the mirror and he gets hit by a banana. Yeah. So no, Jude, Jude, <laughs> bring it <laughs> yes. to the next scene. Jude does homework. With music, music playing, a YouTube video on, and his homework going out at the same time. I'm like, yep. "What are you doing? What the fuck are you yeah. doing?" That brain is forming. Oh my god! Um, so, all right, we uh, tell me what you remember from the last five minutes. Yeah, Jude. yeah, exactly. What did I just say? 
Uh, then you can't say it, and then you're like, what are the lyrics to all of these songs? Well, and, and then you reset And the thing is, I can't get mad, though, because he's constantly gets really good grades. So I'm like, I guess it's worked, but also <laughs> I can't get behind this. Uh, no, yeah, there are lots of reasons to, yeah. why teenagers sleep the way they do, eat the way they do, oh, yeah. learn the way they do. Smell the way they do. Oh, Certainly smell the way they do. Yeah. Being on my second it, my second teenager now, I'm like, God damn it, that teenage smell. Well, <laughs> I worked at group homes for teenage boys. It was a locker room all there's they couldn't even help it. No. We had washers and dryers. They had to wash their clothes, but just that many teenagers in a confined space. Oh man. It would burn your eyes sometimes. It's, like, oh, it, it's like uh, it's like ladies that have like forty five cats. Like you can't help it. It's exactly like that. Like, I can't blame the kids. You're just your sweaty pheromones reeking everywhere. Uh, um. So we cut to Peter packing for the. So you know, like Spider Man. Yeah, like Spidey. We cut to Peter packing for the trip. Aunt May throws a banana at him, then wants to take a Spidey suit uh, with him, but uh, Peter doesn't want to take it. And well, we start the running joke of the Peter Tingle. Yeah, we're so hilarious. We're introduced to the Spidey sense for the first time. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. In, in 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 Infinity War, he had it when he. Oh, oh, right. His ship. Took, uh, but this well, is the first. No, and it took him a little longer to phase um, than everybody else, and he felt it before. Mm-hmm. Everyone else dusted away. He actually fell on Tony. Like, what is, I don't like this. Like, like he felt it coming. Yeah. It's yeah, really cool it because these three movies are what served as a single introduction to the character. And we get the full character of Peter Parker by the end of no way home. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the last thing that he really understands, well, of his powers is the Spidey sense, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat. Cause it is the most amorphous thing. It does what the plot needs it to do. Which is a cool thing to not have him be like, oh, yeah, and I also have this spider sense in the first movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of the thing that you would have to learn to use the most. Like, yeah, like, oh, I can jump from walls and do flips. Like, that's easy to figure out as a teenager. But figuring out my emotions and feelings is much harder. Yeah. Well, and he identifies uh, Josh used it as his opening line was he's strong and sticky. (laughs) And that's really not what Spider-Man is. He is super intuitive yeah because he has the spider but, sense like you said he is learning it uh, yeah. uh, as al pointed out he gets hit with the banana because he hasn't honed it enough his his sense just doesn't see the banana as a threat <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah totally. uh the the threat thing um yeah it happened later um i noticed uh he didn't sense that fury was in the room we'll, we'll get right. there yeah, but uh, when Fury shows up in his room, he didn't sense him there, right? Because well, he didn't he didn't sense a threat. He didn't sense danger, right? right. And he never yeah. he never sensed Mysterio as a threat. Like it's yeah, all about, right. All about him learning and, to use. And him. it's gonna bring up those questions that we're all waiting for about Fury. Yeah, it's yeah. odd that he didn't tingle. Yeah, but we'll get there. <laughs> um, had he met Fury previously? Yes, but that's not Nick Fury. I know, no, yeah. no, but I'm just saying, did I? At, at the, oh, funeral. the funeral. We met at the that's funeral. That's right, the funeral. But it wasn't a good right. time to that's right. a good exchange time to information. Talk. That's right. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so, anyways, on the plane, Peter finds out that Brad, who wasn't snapped and used to be five years younger than all of them, is a rival for MJ's affections. Who is now jacked. Yeah. Is how they describe him. Yeah. 
Um, Peter tries to maneuver into sitting next to MJ, but just ends up sitting next to the teacher. Ned ends up next to Betty Brandt. Uh, they connect and Mr. end up dating. Harrington. Mr. Harrington, yes. <laughs> uh, Martin just Starr. Because, just because three of us have had a Mr. Harrington as a teacher, that cracks me up. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's the only, that's the only reason. Yeah. Um, Mar- mm-hmm. yeah. Martin Starr and... Um, uh, uh, J.B. Smoove. Yeah, J.B. Yeah. Smoove are great in this. <laughs> this might be their oh, yeah. best their best roles um, as these teachers of the three movies. Uh, the third one was pretty fun too, and then Hannibal rejoins them because he's yeah. he's oh, the one yeah. naysayer. Yeah, like the, he's the, the Mysterio Truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they they had the most to do in this one because they're you know the adults on the trip. Um, yeah. So uh, they land in Venice. Peter finds out about Ned and Betty. Um, they go to their hotel, then start sightseeing as a class. Peter finds a necklace he plans on giving to MJ in Paris. Uh, Venice. Venice, I'm sorry. No, he finds it in Venice. He plans on giving it to her in Paris. Oh, oh yeah, at yeah. the top of the Eiffel Tower. But they never make it there, yeah. Yeah. Um, then a water monster attacks. A mysterious hero with a fishbowl helmet arrives to fight it. Peter helps a bit, but mostly just saves some civilians and his friends. And then the mysterious hero defeats the monster. Okay, uh, I have so many questions about this sequence. Uh, we can get to them later. But how do drones move water like that? Well, they don't. We do see later that they have some sort of like force field that pushes matter. Yeah, but they have like a percussive thing. Yeah, but it's but un- everything is wet. It's unclear how it works exactly. Yeah, which yeah. I'm, the, I'm cool accepting, but I just was curious. The water monster itself was a hologram, mm-hmm. right? But they um, do move water. And then, but then the the drones were forcing water all over the place it's it almost seems like they're carrying water into the air and like squirting it out that that would be the way that they would do it yeah kind of like yeah because they're not just pushing water water. up they'd have to like yeah they would have to push it up and out well we see later the interior part of the monsters are empty space so there could be drones that are like pushing water up and then pushing it out wherever it needs to go or whatever yeah um there is uh Water spouts creating wind. Creating yeah. Water oh, spouts. yeah. Yeah, that would work. Um, <laughs> so it passes the science. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'll accept it. It's MCU I know. acceptable. It's, it's great when we're like, do they ever explain it? And then we're like, this needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Water. Got it. Yeah. Anyways, the, the fire and the rock one I get a lot, a lot easier than this. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, um, uh, it's cool that we see um, Jake Gyllenhaal in civilian clothing watching Peter in a, a shot, a couple shots earlier. We we see the team throughout the film mm-hmm. taking notes and keeping tabs on him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so back at the hotel, uh, I, I love the party mask that he throws on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because um, yeah. he because he left a suit back in the hotel. And he doesn't want to be identified. He just finds this. Harley, not really a Harlequin mask, but but also well, Venice is known for their um, yeah. I mean, it is a Venice Venetian style mask, but yeah, what is that? Okay. But also, like anyone seeing that what that knew that? him wouldn't be like, hey, Peter's wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, and hey, hey, that clothes. dude with the mask is wearing Peter's clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the back of his head. 
And he's wearing the back of his head. And he sounds like Peter, who has a very distinctive voice. Yeah. I have, we've mentioned it before, but Disney is, or I guess I wasn't watching Disney. Anyways, the captions were on point because whenever they showed him, it said mask jingling. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that is an important detail. If I was, uh, that would make me laugh. Yeah. Reading mask jingling as he stuck (laughs) to the fucking tower. Back at the hotel, the new dub, the news dubs the hero Mysterio. Well, the news and the kids. Um, Peter calls the news. Don't dub him that. They just they say he is mysterious. He's a mysterious character. It's just in Italian. Yeah, and so they they man, man of mystery in Italian. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, and so the kids. Uh, dub but him. the kids pick up on Mysterio. Yeah. Because uh, it's a cool word. It is. It's a way cool word. Um, there's a little um, Spider-Man in-universe um, sort of Easter egg here. Spider-Man had a, a villain called Hydro-Man who was just a like terrible lame-ass Sandman type. But the kids even mention that character's actual story when they're sort of theorizing about oh, the Flash. guy who got in an underwater accident. Yeah, Flash or, is or talking that. about it, right? Right. So just like another cool way of like, okay, you could that that villain, yeah, kind of like that, and we named her up. I just like when they do that instead of making that character. Yeah, yes, it's nice. It's better because you don't have nice to make universe building. They don't have to make every single like Z tier character that ever right. existed, and expect to expect us to take them seriously. Yeah, that's what's always so hard. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Peter calls Aunt May, discovers that she's hanging out with Happy. Um, Peter goes upstairs to his room, finds Nick Fury waiting for him. Nick tranquilizes Ned and uh, makes Peter suit up and head back to his headquarters. Gives him the glasses. Gives Yeah. yeah. There yep. Nick gives him the glasses from Tony Stark, which were meant uh, to be given to him uh, upon his death. Um, oh wait, that was that was after they left the hotel room. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, it was at the headquarters. The gla- oh. the glasses enable oh. him. Well, the headquarters, their hideout, wherever wherever Nick takes Peter. Um, Shield underground. Is it Shield? Yeah, that was one of my questions. That was one of my unanswered <laughs> questions. Of the many unanswered questions surrounding Nick Fury in this movie, is um, who is Nick Fury? working for on earth like we know he's actually a scroll and not really nick fury and so really he's working for the scrolls captain marvel like whoever but who on earth is the person every one thinks is nick fury what organization is that person working right. for i mean it's not I shield that it's it's the dark iteration of shield that still exists Be- since they're underground well because thing. the last time we saw nick fury Sword. pre infinity war he was hiding out at the barton farm like he wasn't public yeah well i think that he has been coming around to you know becoming like a a operating force again so just slowly over these years in between age of ultron and infinity war when whoever got snapped got snapped um We, or since he, he got he uh, got winter soldier well but did he or winter did soldier. talos yeah talos actually got snapped which i have so many questions about i don't know because no i think that was nick fury that got snapped 
this is not Nick Fury. It's not, but he wasn't already a scroll at that point. I don't think I don't, so. I don't think so because that was so many years after Captain yeah. Marvel. That would mean that everything since like what 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 was hers nine. Well, no, no, but I mean, yeah, but we don't know. I guess when did Nick go? On, was Nick Fury at the funeral? Was that Nick Tony Fury Stark? at the funeral? We don't. That might have been the last time we actually saw Nick Fury. I think uh, the first time we saw a modern skull was uh, scroll was in um, WandaVision, right? In the post credits scene. No, no, this that, one. This in one. the theater. In, you what? In this movie. Yeah, this was this before WandaVision. Yeah. In, in Spider-Man Far From Home is the first time we see a scroll. We didn't see a scroll. Yeah, in the, mid, yeah, in the yeah, mid-credits. Post-credits scene. They, Nick Fury and Maria Hill turn into Talos and whatever the other one's name is. His wife. Yeah. Not in the mid-credits. must have been the post-credits, right? The mid-credits sequence. Oh, no, post-credits. I'm sorry. You're right. Post-credits. Yeah. Post-credits. Okay. Very interesting. I, re- I recuse myself. In in my opinion, I, I think we had real Nick Fury uh, through Endgame, and then he decided to take a vacation on the, the space station. <laughs> I mean, I think... I agree. I don't know where he was, but I agree with you. I think that was the real Nick Fury until the blip. I think it's, I don't know. Well, maybe he would, that means he was gone a long time and not, he didn't even start the well, well, I mean, yeah, he, initiative. I, well, he got, he got blipped. I know he did. And but if we're saying that he's been Talos since Captain no, Marvel. No, no, no. I'm not saying I think he was Talos since Captain Marvel. I mean, that's, I'm saying, I think maybe he became Talos sometime between age of Ultron and Infinity War. <laughs> so I, we'll that's a lot of time. Right. I'm just trying to process all of the things that Nick Fury did to further the, the Avengers and the timeline in that amount of time. Right. Well, he didn't do anything in between Infinity on screen. He didn't do anything in between in, uh, Age of Ultron and Infinity and the end of Infinity War. That was his first appearance. Um, uh, minus, yeah, no, Captain Marvel came out after Infinity War, right? Yeah, so that was yeah. that was that was Sam Jackson's first appearance at the end of Infinity War since Age of Ultron. Hmm. Um, okay, so I don't know. Um, there's, I don't think we get a definitive answer about any <laughs> any. And and we never will. Yeah. Well. I, yeah. Well, secret invasion is coming. Yeah. They have to explain all of it. They, I mean, they may mention it, or they may not. Who knows? But it, they may mention it in secret invasion. That when it has to be a cornerstone. No, no. I, I mean, obviously the scrolls, but when when Talos started oh. impersonating him, they may not mention specifically. Jesus Christ, uh, that would be terrible. Yeah. Uh, at least Talos is uh, impersonating with consent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nick yeah. did that so he's he could doing, take a vacation. Yeah. He's doing Fury a favor. Well, and Fury is clearly working with the scrolls. I don't think it's necessarily a vacation. I think it's a Nick Fury working vacation. Yeah. Um, anyways, um so uh let's see. The glasses um are Edith, which is another of my questions. When did Tony <laughs> program Edith to be given to Peter. Probably after he recorded his video for his daughter. It probably took him 15 minutes. So he assumed right. he assumed at that point. Look how quick it was to switch it to Beck. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I'm just, okay. 
I guess I'm because I I imagine he's going to win no matter the cost. Hopefully, we come back alive. If I don't come back alive, someone needs to take over my militarized technology, and it's probably not going to be Pepper because she's going to sit on her hands. No offense, Pepper, but she's a pacifist. So I I guess he would have had some sort of um, backup plan then if it didn't work and Peter didn't get unsnapped. It would probably have then gone to Pepper or to his kid or something, God, or Happy. Mm. I think he was grooming Peter. Or maybe maybe (laughs) even maybe Rhodey. Yeah, I don't well, mean we, grooming in a sick way. It's grooming him to take over. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We know that word's become very associated, but it has a it's, yeah, it has, it's, an, it's it has an uncreepy meaning did, too. Yeah. He did take a fifteen-year-old kid into a battle, so it's Holy it's equally boy. bad. <laughs> um, All right, he, tra- but he trained, but Peter didn't know he was being trained. So yeah. I don't know a better word for being trained without not without yeah. knowing it. <laughs> he's, oh God! He's I'll try though. Hashtag. I'll try. These glasses wouldn't have uh, come to light if Tony hadn't died because the acronym, even dead, I'm the hero. Yeah. Which is such a Tony thing. I love that they gave it an acronym. Oh, like yeah. Barf. <laughs> um, so uh, he also meets Mysterio, a.k.a. Quentin Beck, who tells him he's from an alternate reality within the multiverse. The... Four elementals killed his family and destroyed his civilization. Um, there's now just the fire elemental left here on this earth. He names this MCU 616. Um, How does he know that? It's a coincidence. It's I, I was just willing to oh, chalk well it up as like, that. yeah, because <laughs> fuck, fuck he doesn't he doesn't know, and that's what everybody else refers to it as. I was like, ah, well, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't know. And also Kevin Feige says that the MCU is not the 616 because the comics are the 616. Except for in Multiverse then, Madness. We what's are our reality known as then? What's our, yeah. Well, the, the M- 616 the, in the Marvel Universe. This is 1999 or something like that, I think. He said 833 is the one he's from and this is 616. Yeah. So um, I think a ca- or, prior so that's, to this. Yeah, a, okay, a, offici- yeah. Officially, officially um, according to Feige and the MCU, you know, official board, there the MCU's number is 199999. Yeah. Then why have they never said that but bothered to say 616 over and over? Well, they say 616 because it's, they just want to Easter egg it for people constantly. And yeah. In the most so, recent, well, they, so this is the first time. I, no, I admit it. Know. I agree. It's confusing. I'm just saying that's what they've said. Yeah. This this is the first time they've numbered a universe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the Illuminati designates it as 616 because they're in the business of designating multiverses, I guess. But this dude isn't from another multi. Yeah, yeah. he's not. No. So it's he, not even 616, but he made up 616 and then the MCU adopted it. And then it turns out behind our backs, that's not even the universe. We yeah. don't even know I, whoever called it the other number. Um, they, Kevin Feige. Yeah. Yeah. Feige designated it that uh, during Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there was some question about, like, well, what timeline is what happening in? Is this the comic? Well, then it's timeline? lazy and stupid to have brought it up in the last Doctor Strange movie. Why would you even perpetuate the wrong yeah. answer? Well, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think they're I in know, the business of, <laughs> of obfuscating things that uh, that we would like to have a designated like serious answer for. 
Oh, okay. All right, that's, that's where we're at. I, gotcha. I think it's intentional. No to need fuck to talk. With, they're fucking with everybody. Like, okay. <laughs> I yeah. I I think that it's them being like, nah, it'll be funny because it'll it'll lead to conversations like this, and that's what the MCU is built on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's let, let's be clear. Like, there's there's 5,000 other podcasts and uh, yeah. 10,000 YouTube channels about this exact thing. We wouldn't be talking about this if the MCU didn't exist. That is my whole point. That's the aggravation is it's so arbitrary, even in each episode about what needs an answer and what doesn't. How does the water move? That needs an explanation. <laughs> Why he randomly said the correct universe, and I didn't even know it wasn't. Have you but guys that's, seen? That's just chalked up to oh, you know how they are. Well, I, I might have mentioned this on the, on the show before. There's the uh, the pitch meeting guy. It's a YouTube channel, and he's always his line for this kind of thing is like because the movie needs to happen, <laughs> which is really all we need to accept. You're muted again, Josh. Um, then he's a lousy podcast host, and he shouldn't have a fucking podcast. If that's I mean, oh, it's, he says it's, it. Why talk about it if your whole point is going to be, well, that's movies for you. Well, no, it's it, a joke. It's he's a joke. No conversation. He's making the joke about it. You know, like, oh, why? Is he, why is why are they doing this? This doesn't make sense. And he goes, so the movie can happen. Um, and it's a funny bit. He does it in every single oh, episode that ever exists. It's like a continuing joke because there are elements of this kind of thing in every movie yeah. but every the, single movie yeah. so there's no point in talking about any movie well, if the answer is always going to be well it's because it's a movie well you know what i mean there's no discussion to that well yeah no no there oh, there is it but why also, even but also what what why? what 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 we bring what any single person brings up as far as like why does this not explain there but doesn't isn't bothered why something else isn't explained is because every single person is bothered by different things I yeah. get it. And so that is discussing ideas and theories. But if the retort or response is going to be, well, that's just because it's a movie. Then right, right. But he's doing that as a bit. That's my argument. He's doing yeah. that as a I bit. Don't think, I'm talking I don't about think that's I don't think that's the We don't need to talk about it. I'll just response. I think their their reasoning is to to inf- inflate these kinds of conversations so they continue. I just never know which questions are supposed to be asked and what aren't. Any question so you want to ask. I always get confused. Any question you want no, to ask. apparently not. Because <laughs> the answer is always either overly complicated or why are you even asking? It's a movie. But oh, then no. when I say, oh, well, that's a comic book. I don't care. All right. Carry on. Sorry. What scene are we at? <laughs> uh, Kevin Kevin Feige was in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah. So that was all coincidence and it doesn't mean anything. I, I'm well, so no, sorry I, that I even thought that it did. No, I think Sorry, I wasted time thinking about it. No, I, I I think that it was a legitimate question. I think the answer is dumb because they're fucking with us, which is a dumb answer. And like it, it, it is a coincidence in universe. It's a coincidence that Mysterio said that, which sucks. Yeah, you're talking. That's not an answer. You're talking about something Kevin Feige said in an interview versus answers that are explained in movies. So, okay, it's not that I didn't like the answer. I had no idea we were not Universe 616. The second to last movie I just watched, Reed Richards told us once again. So I was just confused. I didn't realize that they they made movies. I didn't realize he had said that. My bad. And so I, my question is not a valid question at all because there's no 616. So. Well, I think a lot of this stuff will be answered 
in the coming movies. I think that the they they will answer some of these things, and they will probably be equally frustrating answers. There's no question. There's no question or answer. It's not six one six. Now I know. I thought it was interesting that he guessed the right one. Mm. Turns out he didn't. Turns out it wasn't a coincidence. It's wrong. It's just wrong. So there's no question. I didn't know that. So that's all. All right. I didn't know we were in a completely different multiverse. Then. I didn't know any of this didn't matter anymore. I kept thinking that it did. Bye bye. <laughs> so. Uh, um, Beck. Uh, Mysterio predicts that there's a fire monster that's going to attack Prague. Um, Nick wants Peter to help him fight the fire monster. Peter says no because he wants to go on his class trip and that if he fights a Spider-Man, everyone's going to figure out that he's Spider-Man. And to his surprise, Nick Fury says, oh, sure. Then the next day, uh, the class gets a new bus with a new bus driver. It's from Nick Fury. Bus driver's an agent, and uh, the class has been diverted to Prague. Um, Dimitri? Was it Dimitri? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dimitri. Uh, I didn't write it down, but he was... Yeah, that he, he was one of the guys in the, the sewer base. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and Peter just immediately like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was like the stone coldest killer in that basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, He's the bus driver now. He is the bus driver now. Um, while traveling through Switzerland, Peter explores Edith. He discovers he can read everyone's phones, decides not to read MJ's because he's not a creep. Uh, they take a rest stop. Peter's separated from the class. He's ushered into a back room where a blonde lady agent is making Peter change into an all-black suit from Nick. That was that was the front room of a ghost house. Oh. Um, and it was labeled ghost house, which is um, in, in Europe, in that part of Europe, like an inn. Okay. Guest, yeah. guest, guest house. Uh, but... He didn't even she didn't even take him in the back room. It was like the front. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder why Brad was going in there. He thought it was He's, the bathroom. Oh, I right. thought he was following Peter. Hmm. Yeah. He was because he was he's been suspicious of Peter from the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has been. Um. So uh, because Peter's not good at hiding his identity, <laughs> there's something going on. Uh. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not, he's, yeah, there's a reason yeah. that Zendaya figured it out. Yeah. Even if he's not Spider-Man, there's something going on. Well, Brad knows, obviously not about the Spider-Man thing, uh, but knows obviously that Peter is, has his eyes on MJ. Yeah. And Brad yeah. is, yeah, obviously is into MJ too. Like clearly. Um, so, uh, yes. Um, Brad takes a picture of him um, thinking he's hooking up with the lady and threatens to show Which it to MJ. Is so weird. That is such a weird thing to do. Yeah. Take a picture of someone with their pants down? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It is an inherently <laughs> weird thing to do. Like, I caught him with his pants down. I'm going to take a photograph. 
Yeah, as proof so that I like because I mean that's also a very teenager thing to think. Like yeah. if I show her, she'll hate him and like me. Not like why are you taking pictures of him? That's creepy. It's no a great setup. Not for that. real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back on the bus, bus. Peter tries to use Edith to erase the picture from Brad's phone, but accidentally calls in a drone strike. He has to secretly use his spidey powers to stop Brad from being killed. And then oh, after- look, a baby goat. <laughs> then he does get the picture erased. I, I love that Dimitri, the driver, is aware of all of this happening. He's aware of both sides of this conversation and is just like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you messing with this right now? Yeah, this is a bad idea, Peter. Yeah. They arrive in Prague to discover that there's a festival going on that night. Um, they've been upgraded to a fancy hotel. Peter meets with Nick. They discuss the plan to fight the monster. Um, Peter asks Nick to do something to keep his class safe from where it's, the attack is going to be happening. Happening. Nick agrees. Um, he's going to send them to an opera. Peter goes and sits on the roof to sulk for a bit, and Mysterio sh- shows up. They bond, talking about Peter's life. Um. At the opera, I, th- I I think it was Peter that figured out that did the opera thing through Edith. Mm. Uh, I don't think oh, I don't think okay. Fury. Excuse me, I don't think Fury set that up. I think oh. that was, um, yeah, Peter's just like I need to figure out somewhere to keep them inside. Okay. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he does say uh, that out loud to Edith. Yeah, you're, you, to Edith. You're still muted, yes. Josh. Uh, yeah, he nods to Ned as if to say, go with it. Yeah. So, yeah That's I why Ned's so supportive that. of the idea. Yeah. So then at the opera, MJ asks Peter um, to sit with her. Um, he wants to, but he has to sneak out to be Spider-Man. Um, after he leaves, though, Betty convinces Ned to sneak out to enjoy the festival. <laughs> they get on a Ferris wheel, which... <laughs> hey, Kids, if you are ever in a superhero movie, don't get on a Ferris wheel. Don't get on like a ski lift. Uh, don't don't get on anything that hangs from a high height. If you are in a superhero movie, stay off the subway. Anything that moves, just stay at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get on or go anywhere that you can't control your own motor functions yeah i guess (laughs) you are you're going to be like if you can't run from something from a place just just don't get on it if you're in a superhero movie you're especially if you're friends with the superhero you're gonna end up in peril um uh so the monster attacks peter and mysterio fight it everyone's in danger including ned and betty on the ferris wheel but they eventually defeat it after a big battle um no, that's not Spider-Man. That's the European knockoff. Night Monkey. Yes. This is where we get Night Monkey. Um, Mysterio tells Fury the elementals are all dead. Uh, Nick invites Mysterio to Berlin <laughs> for a weekend getaway. Um, to discuss continuing. They're going to go clubbing. Yeah. <laughs> to continue working together. Um, there was some sort of conference there. Well, the, like their head, 
did they say a conference? I can't remember. Or uh, not necessarily a conference, but because um, Fury wanted to take uh, Peter to Berlin. Yeah. It's like I really want, I really want you to show up and be the face of the Avengers. Yeah. So there, there's some sort of not convention, but not I, conference. I assume there but, was some sort of headquarters there, and they were going to have some meetings and do. Yeah, a, a meeting of world powers. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, he tries to use Tony's memory to guilt Peter into coming. Mysterio and Peter go for a drink in the bar. Peter, with Mysterio's mentorship, decides to not go to Berlin or be an Avenger. He's just gonna go be a normal kid. Try to hook up with MJ. He transfers Edith's controls over to Mysterio and gives him the glasses and heads back to meet his class. After he leaves, the illusion over the bar disappears, revealing it it's old and abandoned um, and filled with Mysterio's uh, cohorts watching Peter. Um, he's faking being a hero. Um, there are a bunch of ex-Stark industry employees that he's been working with um, to pretend to be a hero. Uh, so there's a special effects person, a costumer, a writer, um, a weapons expert. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch any other roles on the team, and he's kind of the big brain behind yeah, everything. There was a bunch more people, though, but they weren't defined who they were or what they did. Yeah. There um, was the... Ralphie. They threw out, they threw out EMP, um, electromagnetic pulse, uh, yeah. a couple times, uh, in in this scene, and that was like to throw off the shield. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the other woman who had been running the thing to to show the power source coming was up. centralized. Yeah, so there would be a signal for yeah. Um, so even Shield would believe it. Yeah. This. This scene, when I saw this in the theater, it was such an interesting audience moment because you got a lot of like gasps and cheers as this happened between people who were surprised and people who were like, yes, Mysterio is the bad guy. Mm. It was a cool moment to be to be there going like, yeah, this is a turning point. So it'd been the end of a normal movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, instead, it's our midpoint turnaround. Um, so, yeah. And. uh Beck gives Quentin Beck gives a uh, an important point. Um, you can be the smartest guy in the room, and no one cares unless you're flying around with a cape or shooting lasers from your hands. Yeah, yeah. In in this universe, like nobody though. notices. Yeah, you, you could you'd be the smartest person on the planet. Yeah, but if you're not shooting lasers from your hands, if you're not a superhero, nobody's paying attention. Yep. Um, so, um, they're planning to use Edith's weaponized drones to make a really big, scary monster in London, um, an Avengers-level threat. Avengers, sorry, go ahead, yeah. throw. An Avengers-level threat so that uh, Mysterio can defeat it and become an Avengers-level hero. Um, and for the world to see him do it. Yes. that was. It had to be on the world stage. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're totally. He's totally cool with a lot of deaths involved in it. Um, back at the hotel, Ned tells Peter that the trip has been canceled because of all the monster attacks. 
Peter and MJ go for a walk together, where Peter plans on telling MJ how he feels, but she first tells him she knows he's Spider-Man. 67%. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, First, he tries to deny it, but then after she shows him a drone projector that she picked up, um, and it accidentally goes off and reveals that the monster is a production, as was Mysterio's heroics, Um, he admits that he is Spider-Man and tells her they have to go tell Nick Fury right away about Mysterio. And Spider-Man needs help. He needs help figuring out these kinds of things because he's sticky and strong. Yes. (laughs) That's it. Uh, He is a genius. He is. He does. He is. He is a genius level intellect. And he's figuring out his perception and intuition as he goes along. That's his problem is he doesn't perceive reality to be either as dangerous or as like people are, people can be evil in the MCU. That's a teenager. Yeah, exactly. Uh, How do you think they get into vans? (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, So, uh, meanwhile, he's he's not necessarily street smart. Yeah. Yeah. Teenager. The smartest teenager on earth is still dumb. Yeah. (laughs) He's neighborhood smart. He knows his little microcosm. Yeah. Ah, um, so then, meanwhile, Mysterio tests out the new Edith drones that they're going to use to attack London. <laughs> they're rehearsing, basically. I love the dress rehearsal. Double the damage. Yeah. Yeah. Them, them blocking it out and going through step by step what he's going to do. Him, his, his illusion form shouting, this is for my family <laughs> is one of my favorite parts of his whole characterization is that's all baked into the character. It's all by design mm-hmm. and seeing behind it shows us how wrong Peter was. I love that. He's just being manipulated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, back at the hotel, Ned finds out that MJ knows about the Spider-Man thing. Uh, Peter heads to Berlin to tell Nick Fury about Mysterio he travels via top of train. Um, he arrives in Berlin. <laughs> ah, knocked monkey. Um, what are, what's the German word for monkey? Uh, Is it monkey? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Is it? Wait. Is it M O N K E? What language? Yeah, German. Spells it that way. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I oh, monkey. Is that, I don't, yeah. Knocked, so yeah, so maybe it's knocked, maybe that's just the German for night monkey. Knocked monkey. Um, uh, I will consult I translate uh, while you continue. So, uh, yeah, he gets picked up by Nick Fury, who takes him to the headquarters. There, Peter reveals everything, but then his spidey sense, his Peter Tingle, picks up Mysterio. Uh, the building disappears, becoming an abandoned warehouse. Maria Hill becomes a drone that shoots Nick Fury. And Mysterio uses the Edith drones to plunge Peter into a nightmare illusion maze thing. Well, and this is really confusing for us as the audience. We just saw him reveal the big plan. Mm-hmm. But he has contingency within contingency. And this, I remember coming out the backside of this part of the movie and being so... I didn't know how to orient myself anymore. Yeah, this is this is a really effective way to confuse Peter and the audience. Well, it, that's what Mysterio was all about. Like, it was the most comic 
panel-y scenes in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, uh, monkey in German is Afe. So I, I think just calling it Knocked Monkey is funnier for the English. Yeah. Viewers. Yeah. Afe. Um, knocked Afe? No, it, it just doesn't punch. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, let's see. Uh, he, Mysterio's taunting Peter. Eventually, Nick Fury arrives, shoots Mysterio, frees Peter. Um, Peter tells Nick that MJ and Ned know about Mysterio. And then, surprise, Fury is actually Mysterio. Pushes Peter in front of a train. Um, and he tells his people they're going to have to route the school trip through London so that the kids can be killed. This sequence, uh, the whole illusion sequence, has a ton of things that they drop. We get a zombie Iron Man. Yeah, that was so yeah. cool. With the spiders crawling out of his face. That- uh, we, we get MJ falling, and yeah. he tries to catch her, and yes. he face plants on the ground. Yeah. 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 It's really cool the way they did those little little threads to the extended... MCU or the extended Marvel comics. Yeah, no, very, um, there was, he, go ahead. Al. He, he's, he thinks he's punching Mysterio and he punches like a column. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just very clever use of the illusions uh, and motivations to basically get Spider-Man to beat himself up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, he was, the character was always a special effects wizard, even in the sixties. But and, and at that time, they literally used smoke and mirrors. He, you know, so he would often use literally those two devices. So it was just cooler to see the technology allow him to just straight up illusions, not necessarily always traps or danger. Just yeah, yeah, scaring well, and, him, making him think others are in danger, and using in-universe technology that exists. He, you know, he invented right. holograms, basically. He invented the the barf he technology. He invented barf, yeah. Ha- yeah, having him invent barf was a stroke <laughs> of genius. That's awesome. Yeah. My only, again, to the drone thing, how do you project darkness? Which is an interesting thing to think of like, oh, that's a that's a tall hurdle to cover is like, how do you make it seem like it's pitch black with light? Hmm. But what, with holograms. <laughs> so, um... Uh, Peter crawls into the train, beaten and bruised. He passes out, wakes up in a jail cell in the Netherlands with some football fans. Uh, Who speak perfect English. Yeah, because it's the Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah, they do. It's reality. <laughs> yeah. Um, he he uh, escapes from jail. And you're also nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's also true. But it's a it's so, it's a little better than Germany, but it's that sort of tight lipped mm. politeness. Yeah. They're definitely polite, but it's sort of like a uh-huh. Yeah. Talking through their teeth kind of thing. All through like mid northern Europe, like up into the uh the the hangy ball sack part. Um the right. the Scandin- yeah, but the Scandinavian France and Germany, they didn't care. No, the what? I was Scandinavian. I meant when I said yes. Ballsack. My apologies to our Scandinavian listeners. Um, they don't care. They're living their best life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got free health care. Fuck them. Um. So, yeah. Uh, he walks out of jail. <laughs> uses a local's phone to call Happy. 
Uh, that that sequence is great. <laughs> I love him trying to repeat what the guy says, and then the 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 dude just says it to Happy on the phone, and Happy understands. Mm-hmm. I also love the second of like, yeah, you get your phone call, and they hand him a phone, and just that second, especially his generation. I don't know any fucking phone numbers. Yeah, he has to like, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Just little details, teenage details. But he knows he knows Happy's phone number in universe because he was constantly trying to get in with Tony. Oh, in homecoming. And yeah. He, he was his gatekeeper. It. Yeah. Yeah. So he knows him. Constantly leaving voicemails. Hey, Happy, it's me. Just wanted to see if I could come out and do some adventuring, you know. It's Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, the Spider Man trilogy is so good. <laughs> like it's so tied together. I think so. Like there has got to be a big uh, Pepe Silva board somewhere for every movie. They've got to be like, how do we tie this into the first one in a thematic way and in a literal way? Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. He uh, calls Happy, who shows up and ruins a tulip field. Um, that- I assume <laughs> he paid for it immediately. But yeah. It's, it's a particularly famous one, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're all over, but that's a big attraction with the windmill just smack in the middle. And yeah. Yeah. With the rainbow <laughs> it's like, colors. It's like hovering over the Taj Mahal's like right. reflecting <laughs> pool. Landing. In our, oh, God. <laughs> uh, um, so he patches up Peter's wounds. He and Peter have a heart to heart talk about Tony's expectations <laughs> and failings in relation to Peter. This boosts Peter. Peter says the thing. I'm strong. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Which is a really powerful thing. Cause like Superman doesn't get hurt. He doesn't feel pain Mm -hmm. unless he's getting like smashed in the face by a planet. Well, it's crypt unless kryptonite's involved. Right. Yeah. yeah, You're right. You know, he doesn't feel the the pain of being hit by a train. I feel like that is the fundamental difference between DC and Marvel. DC, they're gods. It doesn't hurt. Marvel, it hurts. They're strong, but it still yeah. hurts because they're people. There's damage. Yeah. Well, and when we see the one character who is uh, going to Justice League, sorry, Batman gets hit by a car or something. Superman throws him in that big slow mo sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Statue. Batman gets hurt, but it's played for laughs. Yeah. And it's supposed to, we're supposed to believe it's all armor and Kevlar. You know, probably top of the line, probably fictional versions, but Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. he gets her. I love this scene on the plane, though, because Peter thinks he's figured it out, which is, oh, Tony trusted me to choose the next Iron Man. Yeah. And without yeah. The, without them discussing that point, um, Happy's basically telling him that, like, it, he, it was you. You were the only one Tony saw anything in. There were more powerful heroes. There are more capable heroes. He, he saw himself in Peter. On every level, his genius, his bravery, his naivete, his arrogance, Mm. you know what I mean? Well, and Tony trusted the kid he never had. Tony trusted what's his face? Jeff Bridges in the first movie. Yeah. Fully, fully trusted him until all of a sudden he was almost dead and Pepper saved him. Right. I, I love the little touch of Tony passing the torch. And what Peter says is, I'm not Iron Man. And I call right. back to the the fa- most famous line. The very first line. Yeah. Good well, point. And Tony said to him uh, in the first movie, what is it? Uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Do 
do the right yeah. thing, but don't do anything that I wouldn't do. There's a really fine line for you to operate in. Yeah. Don't do yeah. anything I wouldn't do. Don't do anything I would do. There's a little gray area in there. <laughs> yeah. And what was it, Al, that mentioned it earlier, but even the acronym Edith, that joke is only for Peter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that joke is not for who Peter chooses to give Edith to, you know, that joke was, that's directly for him. Mm-hmm. That's for the kid. Yeah. That would seem so, like such a dick thing for if Mysterio was a good dude, he'd be like, God, what an asshole. Right. Like, like if, if it was handed to Sam or uh, Barton or it, yeah. you know what I mean, any cheesy other option that wouldn't be funny. It'd be condescending, but, but for he Peter, always he, had to remind his apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the hero. Yeah, absolutely. He is a big shadow to, to live in and to right. eventually find a way to meet and just exceed it by a little bit. Cause Tony's that yep. much of an ego, mm-hmm. you know, he'll never be that much greater than me, maybe a little bit. And Edith is always like, Hey Peter, like it, it, it was all meant to be. It was just the, the teenager couldn't right. shoulder the responsibility. Well, right. And it, it's a good point to make too, like what we were talking about, like Peter mistaking that it was, he was meant to choose the uh, heir to Tony. He doesn't even have to transfer it back to himself from uh, Mysterio having control of Edith. Edith just right. just still under his control. Right. It was just the protocol of Peter allowed someone else to use it. Should that contingency be needed? Yeah. It wasn't a feature of you can hand this off. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, uh, Peter's in a pinch, has to throw the glasses to somebody. But you're absolutely right. It's programmed to Peter. Yeah. You can't just put them on in their ears again. This this is the biggest example, I think, that we see thus far with Peter in the MCU, where the the question of what do you do when given great power? You have enormous responsibility mm-hmm. and he thinks his responsibility is to choose the next guy it's a it's an interesting like turning of that that dial to yeah. get us closer to dude this is this is the thing that you have to grapple with for the rest of your existence as a character mm-hmm. it's got that robin sort of element that like there, there's no way that he could think i'm even close enough to fill his shoes. Do you know what I mean? Like he admires Tony so fucking much that he can't fathom that Tony would think he's worthy. Does that make sense? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's not exactly Robin, but you know, and Tony always Heisman trophied him at every moment. Like, right. no, I'm not yes. going in for a hug. I'm just opening the door. Yes, like, there was also all of that. Yeah. yeah, You're not even here. And he pops out of the suit. Like, no, I'm calling you from a wedding in India. Like, he yeah. never understood how much, even when Tony tells him, like, he hugs him at the end. I don't think that that got through to Peter that, like, dude, this guy really cares about you. He doesn't no. touch people. No one is allowed right. to hand him things. You can't hand him things. You can't touch him. You can't even really look him in the eye too long. Yeah. No, he will not return your calls. Pe- he will not answer your calls. But he's always there for Pete. Pe- Peter didn't understand that Tony had a picture of him in his house during those five years. He that's, did not. And, and we see that that's the thing that made him decide to do the time travel thing mm-hmm. was getting water on the picture of them hugging. Yeah. Uh, that's what prompts him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he just told the Avengers like, no, I have too much to, to lose. I have a child. And then he's looking at that picture and he's like, I had a kid, a kid I was responsible for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally, he felt totally. responsible whether he literally was or not. You felt responsible. And it's not unlike Robin, but I think that it's more 
more personal and genuine than Robin in a lot of ways because Indeed. he was more than just his ward. He was yeah. the next generation. I think that Batman doesn't see Robin as the next Batman. I, I absolutely agree. I agree. <laughs> he's the guy who he catches when they're doing acrobatic shit. Brief, brief side no. Well, because it's a huge theme in these movies, the concept of worthy. And we've joked about it before. So you have the godlike celestial worthy of Thor and the hammer. And then you have the very earthbound worthiness that Tony saw. In. Tony met every superhuman that existed in his lifetime, mm -hmm. space and on earth. There was one person he thought he could trust to do the right thing, even when it was hard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't trust Cap. Civil War was all about that. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck, I thought yeah. I could trust you to do the right thing. I thought if I was taken down, I could trust you. No, when 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 he realized that Cap knew about his parents and didn't tell him, that was it. He was done trusting mm -hmm. Cap. Like at he least, couldn't trust Bruce anymore. He could. He felt like he couldn't trust anybody but the there, kid. There's an interesting contractual, larger Disney MCU element of this um, because uh, Robert Downey Jr. is done. He's not making any more appearances in movies. I mean, at this point. Um, but that's why we didn't get a hologram version of Tony telling Peter, "Hey, Peter, this is for you. You're responsible for this." Yeah, it, it was an that interesting was important. choice. Yeah, because if he had told him, like, dude, you're the guy, Peter would never have thought, oh, I should give this to you. You're better than me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't need an explanation. You already have a kid. You just don't trust yourself. Yeah. So trust yourself. I know you trust me. So, yeah, he didn't take and he loves to record himself making long messages. But you're right. He didn't. Those. You just put those on and they're automatically connected to Peter Parker. That's all he needs to do. He gave him one joke, which was the name of the glasses. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So I love it. So yeah, it's a clever way to navigate that issue and it causes story elements to happen. And it's endearing. Yeah. So Peter finds Tony had to explain everything all the time, oh, but God. not that constantly. Yeah. But not, yeah, exactly. Not that. Um, so Peter finds out his class is in London, thanks to Flash's live streaming. Uh, uses Tony's onboard machinery to build himself a new suit. We uh, cut to I, this made me misty. Happy's just like, cool. The kid gets it, and like, yeah, we're the, doing it the way he's like doing the hologram thing, like Tony did, turning the hologram controls and stuff. Yeah, yep. you got the suit. I'll take care of the tunes. Yes. <laughs> I love Led Zeppelin. <laughs> um the the way he he draws out the spider symbol and like spins it. Mm. Yeah. The the hologram spider symbol. Um I know Tony did that with something else. Um but yeah, it I agree. Uh Brian uh Misty because it's just like, "Oh, yes, he is the next Iron Man." Happy has a purpose and Peter has backup. Yeah. Like, and he is acknowledging like shit. It does fall to me. That's mm. yeah. you're the hero now. Yeah. yeah. It's really poetic. Like the fact you're that not helping to do the this hero with a, with a humorous needle drop while they're on a plane. Like yeah, all of these elements would not work with a Batman character. You know, oh, like God, of course no. Bruce Wayne's going to be on an airplane. He's a billionaire, but so like poor just, kid from Queens. He just naturally drops into exactly what Tony would do. Yeah. Yep. Like, and just intuitively figures out that 
machinery. Mm-hmm. That tech. And, and that's why um, Happy makes the joke about the music. Because, you know, in the Tony Happy scenario, that was happy. Yeah. You know, you drive the car, you choose the music. You know, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I'll be the genius back here. You be happy. Yeah, <laughs> and so, sure like, Happy was time. almost glad to be. He's like, I'll get the music. <laughs> like, finally. That's, you know, that that's another aspect, too, is Happy actually gets to come around to Peter in this, which is not uh-huh. something that he had at the beginning. So happy even has his little arc. Yeah. And he, Peter gets he, to turn it around like a babysitter. on him. Yeah. Yeah. Peter just finally is like, you know what? I'm not going to tiptoe around this anymore. We need to talk about your relationship with my aunt. He has the upper hand in that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is interesting for a guy who's sleeping with your with your you know essentially your mom. You have the upper hand on him somehow, like yeah, because he kept it a secret. Well, yeah, well, yeah. The only thing that flusters him is May. Yeah, like we've seen Happy in a lot, a and, lot, a lot, a lot of movies. The yeah. only thing that makes him seem like a sort of little kid. And is May. I mean, Marissa Tomei makes me feel that Tony. way too. So. But he and Tony have a brotherhood. They, you know, yes. It's like two friends that have known each other for 30 years. Yeah. It's a different relationship. Um, so we cut, yeah, we, anyway. we cut to London. The class is arriving. Brad calls out Peter being weird and missing. MJ and Ned turn it back on him and make him seem weird for taking pictures in the bathroom. JB Smooth, man, teacher of the year. Hey, yeah. man, uh, that's not cool. You shouldn't be taking pictures of the people in the bathroom for any reason. You can't be doing that. <laughs> JB Smooth. Yeah. Uh, Just a shout out JB Smooth as that plant. Well, I can't remember the plant, but on the Harley Quinn. Yeah, Frank oh. the plant. Speaking, of, I was going to mention this earlier. It's pollen season, brother. When we were talking about um, Batman and Robin, have you guys watched the new season yet? Of Harley Quinn, yes. No. Uh, First three Nightwing. episodes. I love that. With yeah, uh, Batman and Nightwing. Like, don't you think your voice is a little over dramatic? I think it's the right amount of dramatic. <laughs> uh, totally. Well, and and he says, "I'm not Batman. I'm Nightwing. I'm not Robin. I'm Nightwing." <laughs> Constantly, because he's not Batman. No. <laughs> it's totally different, bro. quote unquote. Right. And by I love the freaking macaroni. <laughs> You're riding with the macaroni. <laughs> Fuck the macaroni. Yeah. I want to know how the macaroni got into the bat family. <laughs> um, so, all right. They get on a double-decker bus for a sightseeing tour. But it's run by Mysterio's men. Driven by the script di- the script guy. Yeah. The story dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's his name? Goots? Roots? Yeah. Love the- uh, Guterman. Guterman, Goots. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Nick Fury and Maria Hill are in a building monitoring, monitoring a spiking energy reading while hologram Mysterio flies around. Real Mysterio is on the Tower Bridge conducting his illusions and planning to kill Nick and Maria and the kids. He creates a giant elemental in the Thames and the city starts freaking out. He's really... Three birds, one stoning this whole situation. The the planning for this is incredible. I mean, of course, for the movie. Um, but like, I'm going to get them onto the bridge. That's where the attack's going to happen. It's right next to where Fury is set up. I can do this and become the Avengers level hero all in one move. Yeah. It's I, to me, it's like a. this is one of the more clever villains we've ever had. Absolutely. It's like a Zemo level of like. I have all of the steps planned out. 
I feel like Mysterio didn't really think through what was going to happen after his plan ended, because what happens if he becomes that Avengers level hero and then a Thanos shows up, a real Thanos shows up? What's he going to do? Illusions. (laughs) They're illusions, Michael. Yeah. yeah, I think that took a lot of work to to trick all of the remaining Avengers too. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Banner, I think, is going to have some questions. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, Peter gets in his new suit. Or wait, Happy First calls Nick Fury, gives him a secret code to tip him off that Mysterio is a bad guy. Peter gets in. You his- left your surfboard. What? Yeah, <laughs> did they set that up ahead of time? Because. That's that's a that's an obtuse like no that was that was not set up ahead of time that was very clunky yeah um, I I think it was the clunkiness that uh, allowed Fury to figure it out it's like my surfboard bitch yeah yeah why are you calling oh wait that's weird oh uh, oh things are not always <laughs> as they appear don't call me don't call me back yeah. Um, so Peter gets in his new suit. He uh, glides down to the middle of the elementals while happy. We got flying Spider-Man. Yes. With the we finally get flying Spider-Man. Yes. The 60s costume lives on the flying Spider-Man. And I would at the end of this is the first time in the MCU we get Spidey swinging around Manhattan too. Uh, with the oh, best yeah. the best swinging we've ever That's seen. That's some good swinging. Yeah. We'll, um we'll all the there. action in this was really good, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um the way they the way that Peter planned his response to everything that Mysterio does was so well planned. It made every action shot made sense. Yeah. Like character development wise and plot wise. Nothing was like Whoa, what, what was happening there? I'm confused. For a lot of <laughs> flying shit happening, they did oh, a really good job. Yeah, of you could track it. everything. You could track the action. There was no of that Transformers bullshit where it's like, it's just CGI flying at me. Um, we did not address the mechanics of um, building destruction in Venice like we have in the past. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. How did we get to uh, Venice and not Extraordinary talk about? gentlemen. <laughs> God damn it. We missed our opportunity. <laughs> but we did have to see Spider-Man once again trying to hold up two heavy things. Yes. Oh my rest. god, does he get Gotta himself that. into that Gotta si- be in a bridge. That situation constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so uh Happy Lands near the kids on the bus to rescue them. The plane gets blown up, so they run into the Tower of London. We get befuddled happy. No, I don't work for Spider-Man. I work with Spider-Man. It's a very important distinction for him because yeah. he worked for Tony, but he doesn't work for Peter. Yeah. Um, uh, MJ is really happy to be able to swing a mace around. <laughs> yeah. Um, they who, would, hey, get, who wouldn't get medieval on that shit? Yeah. Um, yeah. They're in the crown jewels vault. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, Did anybody ever watch Sherlock the show? Yeah. Oh, there's a great scene of Moriarty stealing the crown jewels. Yeah, I remember up that. Up there. It's fucking badass. Um, I, I love how the Queen's Guard are shooting at the drones at the Tower of London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, that was a well, cool in-universe thing, because of course they have guns. That's yeah. their job. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been to the Tower. Yeah. There's literally guards with guns there. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, yeah, the drones chase him into the vault. Um, yeah. Peter lands inside the illusion. He destroys a bunch of drones, disrupts the illusion, so Mysterio attacks him with the drones. Peter dodges them. His friends are trapped, trapped in the vault. He eventually makes it to Mysterio, who is injured lying on the ground monologuing. At this point, Peter realizes it's a fake and is able to dodge a bullet from the real Mysterio, who's standing next to him, invisible. Um, Mysterio got hit by a drone bullet and falls to the floor. Peter takes the Edith glasses and calls off the drone strike. But execute the what was the question that Edith asked? Like all weapons armed. Do you want me to execute all c- commands? Yeah. yeah. But it's but the thing he, that gets mismatched, quilt worked back in to execute them all. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, if he had chosen, like if he had said do it or affirmative. Yeah. Or, you know, Any, even, and, yeah. And, but anything. Those words condemn him for the whole. Yeah. Make Rocket go now. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ghost Rider, that panel's full. Yeah. As Mysterio dies, one of his guys records Peter on the bridge, downloads the footage to a USB drive, and makes his escape. And he has control over 500 drones. Yes. So I, I suspect we may see uh, Ralph again. Because mm. um, that's that's Ralphie from Iron Man 1 and Christmas Story. Yeah. Yeah, so he made his a great flashback tour. was was actually legit. Jake's was hilarious, <laughs> yeah. like he was Steve Jobs standing back, slick back hair in his turtleneck. But yeah, Peter Bailingsley, that was actually a flashback. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. But I I expect him to show back up as the tinkerer using this drone technology in some. Way. I think that would be cool. Yeah, because well, we thought the tinker maybe was the dude from the first one. Yeah, the one that was like with the modifying the tech. I thought they verified that he was supposed to be the tinkerer. I thought we had talked about them, but I can't remember. Yeah. But they could easily make a uh, Ralphie somebody else in universe. Yeah. Um. So as Mister, uh, let's see, MJ finds Peter on the bridge. They kiss. She says she likes him. He likes her. Teenagers in love. <laughs> Um, let's smash I for the longest time thought that that um, picture going around the internet of Peter kissing the guy in the green suit was real <laughs> have you it was what have you it was real have you guys seen that yeah they replaced that, yeah. Zendaya with a guy in a, like green, a green green man a green man yeah. yeah and it's Peter kissing it for the longest time I thought that was real because she couldn't be there to film <laughs> it's just green man from always sunny yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah happy meets up with nick fury tells nick that peter's gonna call him not the other way around um we cut to them arriving home in newark peter and mj are a couple now ned and betty have broken up though it's amicable <laughs> um a summer, yeah. a summer fling yeah summer fling yeah, it was a it was a consensual uncoupling <laughs> tell me why tell me yeah i don't know so um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a filthy. Oh, uh, oh, oh, that that movie, that play. Oh, um, yeah. Did she put up a fight, like Spider Man? Like Jesus Christ, seventies. Um, we see that Flash's mom didn't have time to pick him up. That was a weird little character moment for Flash. Yeah, they're doing something with Flash. 
really subtly throughout these movies that's interesting. Yeah. He has a house party that no parents are there for. His mom's not willing to come pick him up. Yeah. Like, this will pay off softer. eventually. He gets the, in the third movie, he, he, he's actually in sweet. <laughs> he feels yeah. bad for them. And yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, and he's going to MIT. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's going to get some technological education, you know, hmm. and he will always be jealous of Spider-Man, probably. Yeah. He doesn't uh, know that he's Peter. Riri Williams goes to MIT. We're going to oh. meet her soon. Not that they're going to tie Flash in, but you know what but, I mean? But yeah, he's, they may be building that younger universe out around MIT because Tony went to MIT. Hmm. He's not jealous of uh, Flash is not jealous of Spider-Man. He's envious um, or he idolizes him. Yeah. 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 He idolizes him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he does. Uh, I don't know. Maybe at some point, I think we're going to get flash like we've seen in the comics and the cartoons. It's, at some point, I think we're going to flash trying to impersonate Spider-Man. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. Like putting on a spider suit and we, we do have a symbiote in our universe trying to be him. Mm. He asks in the, in the, latest movie he does ask peter how he can do you know because peter's like the spider's dead <laughs> like it's been dead for a while <laughs> i forgot about that. he's like can he bite me uh i forgot spider's about dead that question yeah. like because he's just barraging him with not just like how does this work how does it but like how do i become a spider-man i want to be uh, yeah, yeah. And they get another reference to the spider bite we never had to, you know, actually sit see. through. Yeah, but yeah, it's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead. But um, so yeah, Aunt May picks up Peter later at home. Peter talks to May and Happy about their romance. Um, Happy thinks they're dating. May thinks it's just a summer fling. That's summer fling. That's yeah. That's that's rough, man. You don't want Marissa to May. <laughs> To tell you it was just a fling. Um, hey, better to have loved and lost eh. than never loved Marissa Tomei at all. Yeah, you can't uh, you can't pin her down. She's like the wind. If, yeah, if you love Marissa Tomei, let her go. <laughs> <laughs> like Costanza. If she comes back. <laughs> what was up with the 90s with like short uh, Italian or short New Yorkers? And Marissa Tomei. Joe Pesci. Joe yeah. Pesci. George Costanza. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, that family is very Italian. Wink, wink. Yeah. yeah the Costanzas. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. So anyways, um, Spidey swings around Manhattan. He picks up MJ and takes her swinging and she hates it. I loved that so much. Her would, screams. Yeah. Echoing off the buildings. The contrast. It's so well done. The contrast to the both earlier series where like Kirsten Dunst and uh, um, what's her face? Uh, uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone are like holding on to him and just like looking on and wonder like, oh. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is so amazing. It's like, no. Oh, fuck this. Yeah. Fuck, fuck like this. this. It's like Lois flying with Superman, just touching Damn his it, finger. Bird. Damn it. That's what I was going to say. It's but this like is what... parallel flying to Superman, just touching his hand. Whereas in reality, so used to it. Lois would be vomiting because of all the G's. Yeah. You know, I would have passed unconscious. Out. Yeah. Literally That's not too high. It. Okay. At, at the one point before the credits roll, um, like they swing up and he totally just lets her go. Yeah, yeah. He and you hear, the, you hear the scream 
before he grabs her again. This uh, man is sticky. <laughs> so he's sticky. He intentionally dropped that woman. Yeah, he it's did that on sticky to rock the rum to rock the rum. It's sticky. <laughs> so yeah, well, credit. I mean, she likes a roller coaster ride. Yeah, but, but that's this is, this is not the same. No, that's yeah, there insane. are rails on a roller coaster ride. You're in a car with a seatbelt on. This is a teenager. <laughs> uh, yeah, so credits roll, but then in the mid credit sequence, Peter Land. Oh, wait, hold on. The um, very last shot is the, so in the first one, it was Aunt May going, What the fuck? And then in this one, it was Peter. Right, right. When, when, when Jay Jonah on the. Jumbotron. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the first, in the mid credits, yeah, um, he lands with MJ, and on the big screen. Oh, you are right. In the big My screen, best. we see Triple J, J Jonah. At it, uh-huh. we've got uh, Alex Jones. Yeah, uh, yeah. So right before that, yeah. Before they land, she's like shouting, "You can put me down now. You can put me down now." <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and we get a uh, we get our mm-hmm. our original J Jonah back. Um. Uh, with, crazy. with the with the doctored footage, yeah, of Mysterio, with the doctored footage of uh, Mysterio, in which he blames Spider Man for the drone attack and reveals to the world that he's Peter Parker, and yeah, we get the what the, f- but, with yeah, with the Home Alone hands on the face, <laughs> yes, yep. so well done, yeah, and then in the after credit sequence, Nick Fury and Maria Hill are revealed to be Scrolls, Talos, and Soren. Soren is her name. Um, and Nick Fury is off planet on a scroll spaceship. They discuss telling Fury or not. <laughs> yeah. It's a simple job. We gave him the sunglasses. Should we tell him? No. Like, oh, it's so right. it's so casual to the two of them. I mean, yeah, maybe it speaks to how sort of out in the ether Nick Fury is, like you guys were saying earlier. Like, what what agency is he running? What agency is he working for? Who is he even? So it's like, should we even tell him? <laughs> when this all began, he was the guy. Yeah, yeah. Now, so now he's on the need to know. They don't say as much, but this is Fury and the Skrulls working on Sword, right? I don't know. I so, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're building new visions, but there's Which no. Is- there's no space station yet because sword was based out of an outer like a like a far earth orbit space station i mean is it comics. it didn't it didn't feel like in wandavision that sword was in any way related to nick fury but I, no it didn't well um, and it's probably nick fury using existing government that's probably how they'll spend it is like oh within the agency sword i was siphoning off funds to create a space station and fight with the scrolls or something because he's um, fury's secrets have secrets yeah sure uh, there was a neat instance, you know, where Spider-Man's suggesting heroes, and he mentions C- Captain Marvel, and it's Talos, not Fury, but he's like, don't invoke her name. It's the real serious kind of moment for, you know, where where they've introduced themselves, Peter Parker and Carol Danvers and stuff. But yeah. he says it very seriously in a holy way, like you're not supposed to say a lot. Well, because we she is... Say that. She is the savior of the scroll race, essentially. That's what I mean. Which is That's what I mean, cool. but it's, it's a neat little, like... Yeah, it ties back at this moment. We realize, like, oh, that's why. That's Talos talking. Yeah. 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 That's it's just Fury. the Talos talking. <laughs> Put down the bottom. Fury obviously looks up to her, but not at the same reverence that uh, 
the Talos would. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah, she, almost yeah. She saved his demigod, whole. god like. Yeah. She saved his whole race. Like. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Final thoughts, guys, before we rank it. I like it a lot. As I said before, I don't see it as a sequel necessarily. Um, I think it's a really great Spider-Man movie. They took a character once again that could have been lame and made him so very satisfying. Mysterio, that is. Yeah, absolutely. This would have been a 10 comic run of a thing that wouldn't have been part of his overarching story necessarily. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, it was just, it was a really fun Spider-Man adventure and the only part that really connects to anything else is at the very end that isn't part of just like this spidey adventure right so uh, well alright guys so let's go ahead and rank it um, I'm up here towards the top of the list our number one our top Spider-Man is Spider-Man 2 at number 15 and Homecoming is directly below it is this better what than I'm, Homecoming though <sighs> that's I really liked Homecoming I like Homecoming I too. Um, it's, what about right under Homecoming? I, can, I still love Spider-Man Two in yeah. a lot of ways yeah. for a lot of reasons. Yeah, Spider-Man Two is in some ways like a, it's a perfect comic book movie. Yeah, and it and he was allowed to direct his own movie. It was like a as opposed to the first or third. It was kind of like a perfect comic book movie. It was like a Raimi movie through and through, kind of like you were saying, Josh. Like, yeah, it was, yeah. It was great in so many ways. Um, so, all right. Um, Al, what are your thoughts? Oh, I mean, I, I could lean towards what has been said. Um, is it? quite as good as homecoming homecoming was so sharp and mm-hmm. yeah uh it, it, homecoming homecoming nailed it yeah i agree uh, there's this no did, way it's not as good as the deadpool movies it's better than those yeah this movie nailed it as well but yeah i i want to put it below home homecoming just you make homecoming was so good. You make a good point though, because the first one was so tight. We knew exactly where we not where we were headed, but like the story was clean and clear. This movie moves from place to place to place to place to place to place to place. Has multiple elements happening all at the same time. Whether Fury is real or an illusion. Yeah. It's, but yeah, it's the first one clean. set up this universe so like yeah, clean so succinctly. It's just yeah, homecoming was like here's here's your Spider Man. Here's your new Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about right under the... Yeah, I like 17 for it. All right, let's do it then. We're putting Spider-Man Far From Home at number 17. We got three Spideys here all in a row. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a nursery rhyme or some sort of yeah. vaguely offensive <laughs> mother goose. <laughs> all right. Uh, so that is it for... Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, which means it's time for us to look forward to our 145th superhero movie. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. The first one, which wasn't released when we started this podcast, we're, that's the, uh, 
the end of our original list and the start of our added our addendums and it's going to be joker oh yeah uh, okay i still haven't <laughs> yeah. seen this really oh my god i we only gonna... recently did it took me forever i saw it yeah. once when it opened and it... i've only seen it the one time in the theaters yeah so but i mean al you've seen taxi driver right Yes. Then you've seen Joker. Yeah. You've seen Joker. <laughs> and oh, Touch Trevor with makeup. Yeah. King of Comedy too is the King other one. King of Comedy. It's yes, it's, King of it's Comedy. It's a late yes. 70s. I'm probably going to watch those as well yeah. as this. Scorsese homage through and through. Um, yeah. I am ready to be we're going to probably disagree about so many elements of this movie. I'm ready for it. Uh, I'm yeah. I it's uh, I, I don't know. I have I haven't seen it since it yeah. opened. I have I have feelings about it, but they're all just retrospect feelings. So we'll see what a new yeah. show, what a new uh, viewing of it makes me think. Um, I, hope, I have I a hope quick, uh, I have a quick self-serving shout out. <laughs> I uh, recently applied to a local comic book store um, uh, in my neighborhood. Um, it's where I shop. Very excited. I informed them that we have a weekly superhero themed <laughs> podcast. So if anyone there has been listening. Hey, give <laughs> this man a job. Give Josh a job. A, the, the, give me a job. I'm in, I'm in the same universe that you're in, same multiverse. Yeah, there's there's no one who's more qualified to work at a comic book shop, guys. Hire this man. Seriously. Thank yeah. Thank you, folks. So, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Harmless Phosphorescence. Thanks for ho- hanging out with us. It's been a long, dramatic, somewhat confusing road here with your host, Thoreau Smiley. I'm Josh Cece and stay sticky. I'm Brian Lesh and this was for my family. <laughs> I came for science. I'm leaving because of witches. I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.